0: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit fall down upon each person here right now. And please meet us where we're at and speak to us in a way that we can understand. And Mother Mary, I ask for your prayers for every single person here right now, that they may leave, so that they may leave here with more peace as we all pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Again, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you all here uh, this evening. I don't know about you, but when someone asked me, how was your week? It felt like Thanksgiving was like three weeks ago, which has been kind of a long first week of Advent. I don't know if that's been your case, case, but it's definitely been mine. Um, And in that, I just want to review kind of what we're doing right now. So last week, we we started talking about uh, the three stages of conversion to kind of like ask ourselves, am I doing it right? How do I know if I'm progressing or regressing? And last week, just to quickly review, uh, we went through the first stage, which was the stage of purgation. Now maybe Leah might remember that uh, because she's like the only one who listens to my podcast as I record them. She reminded me of that this week, uh, but I went through a couple images to help you uh, journey and see what that might look like. And the image was very simple, but it's like a baby learning to walk, and we focus on those words of courage, patience, and encouragement. And that was knowing, knowing like that purgation of needing to leave that place of comfort and walking into the arms of our loving Heavenly Father or the Blessed Mother. And we also looked at the the author, William Faulkner, and he said, You cannot swim for new horizons until you have the courage to leave the shore. And we talk about the shore being like that place of comfort, right? And we have to move, but we need a lot of courage to leave what's comfortable. And in that stage of purgation, it's also uh, a need of shedding of dead weight old sins, old habits, old patterns. And the image I want to give you today is the image of a sheep, actually. And he actually became very famous a few years ago, and his name is actually Shrek. And in the... I didn't name him. um, And in the country of New Zealand, he became kind of like this international celebrity because people wanted to go see him. And as he was there... They found out that for over six years, Shrek, the sheep that is bear with me, um, he was carrying about 60 pounds of wool knotted together, pressed down in upon him, and it was actually that he was found hiding consistently in a cave and when he was found, he was actually unrecognizable. There's a little homework for you. Go look up what Shrek the sheep looked like. It's hideous. It's gross. And he actually had become like this big puffball. And he had, again, that 60 pounds of wool, but it, it, it covered his eyes, so now he can't see, right? The heaviness. Like our sins, he couldn't see. And also, a lot like us, he, you know he's blinded by that, but then he actually began to bump into things and pick up stuff he never intended on picking up. So it into his wool were different branches and dirt and grime and all sorts of grossness. And you and I, we can be like that sometimes. We can be like that, the heaviness that blinds us, and we can be like that renegade sheep on our own spiritual journey. And since the first sin in the garden, you know, Adam and Eve, what did they do after their first sin? They hid themselves, Right? And their vision was blinded from the love of God. For the first time ever, their separation from God and humanity. And they were even filled with a little shame and disgust in themselves. And that was never God's original plan. He's always desired to be in a relationship with you. Always. And he also wants to be your most important relationship. And it's in this next stage, which is the illuminative stage, or the secondary stage, or the middle stage, the person striving for holiness begins, become aware of their own sin and how it separates them from love. And they also become aware of how their sin is affecting every area of their life and how sin affects the lives of those around them. In this stage, there is an enlightenment of the ways of God. And there's a refreshment that I don't have to carry this dead weight around anymore. And there becomes a clear understanding of where one is at in their own lives. And this all begins of God's solution, of God's solution focusing on the incarnation. The fact that God became one of us should literally blow our minds. That should never be anything we take lightly. And that God took on human form to redeem humanity. In our gospel today, God enters into history just as he desires to enter into your story. When you can have, say, what is your history? How do you witness to Jesus? What difference does he make? And he desires to meet you wherever you're at in your life. Especially in those areas when you find yourself hiding in those caves, those places where you're just putting more dead weight on and you're becoming blinded and I'm totally unaware that you're picking up other junk along with it. He wants to meet you there and encounter you there. We just heard it in our gospel today. He literally entered into time. The timeless one entered into time. We heard that he entered into the time of a person named Tiberius Caesar, right? Pontius Pilate, Herod, Philip, Annas, Caiaphas. He, these people were literal figures, right? And I just want to witness to you a little bit about my own conversion and how the Lord entered into my own history. You know, the place where I, where I encountered Jesus, where he's no longer some abstract thing, that I just keep rules, but it's about a relationship. And because of that relationship, I love keeping the rules, right? I was 20 years old, sophomore in college, and started asking that question, there must be more to life than this. Got through my first year, I was no longer the new guy, right? And at that time, I had a girlfriend, At that time, George Bush was president. The Pope was Pope Benedict. And where was I? I was invited to go to West Bend. And the date was January 17, 2007. It was the first annual Men of Christ Conference. I went without knowing how to really pray a Hail Mary or a Glory Be, and I probably could just barely stumble through an Our Father. And whether I was aware of it or not, I was in a place of desolation. The main reason that I was there is because I never encountered the living person of Jesus in the sacraments. Though you'd never guess it, I was really good at putting on a fake front, faking that I was happy. Because deep down, due to a lot of my habitual sins, I was extremely unhappy. But Jesus met me there in my emptiness and in my hiding. And it was at, on that day where I was challenged to be a man of God. I was challenged to be a man of the gospel. And hearing these life changing witnesses of other men who had surrendered their lives to Christ, who had crazy, awesome conversions, I began to feel an emptiness. Why have I never heard that before? And the love of Christ, the light, light of Christ was shining all around me. But it was going to confession, and then it was at Mass when my life changed forever, and the Lord met me. I was kneeling. There's 3,000 men at this, at this event, and we're at Mass, like every single Mass. And the bishop of the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, he just put his hands over the bread and the wine, like we do every single Mass. And I just thought, every time we go to Mass, it's just bread and wine, right? But the Lord met me there. And when I heard the bishop say the words that Jesus said at the last supper and he's holding bread in his hand. He said, this is my body which has been given up for you. It wrecked me. I never felt more love, more peace in my life. All the hardness in my heart, he just shattered it and I had tears flowing that I'd been holding in from hiding, right? I had snot bubbles coming down because I hadn't (laughs) cried like that in such a long time. But it was a Lord who lowered the mountains, right, in his incarnation. It was a Lord who filled those valleys, as we heard about in our gospel today, and met me exactly where I was at in his incarnation, which happens on the altar at every single mass. Nothing becomes something, right? And that was the most pure form of love that I'd ever felt in my life, and I, I still go back to that moment every single day. I felt that Jesus came just for me. And over time, for many, many years, going through that purgative stage, where I still have parts of my life that are still in the purgative stage, like John the Baptist, I felt called to go wherever the Lord wanted me to go, to spread this life-changing message. And similar to my story, wherever you're at, God wants to meet you there, in the desert, in the places where you hide, Right? And most likely, in a place that a lot of us don't find ourselves, it's in the stillness. And whatever desolation you may be experiencing or have experienced, Jesus wants to be with you, but he also wants to fill you. You know, John is in the wilderness when the word of God, who is Jesus, meets him. He's away from all the distractions. He's away from all of the noise. And he begins to preach this baptism of repentance. And again, repentance is turning my back to my sin and turning towards Jesus. But that's only to prepare our hearts for the good news of Jesus Christ. And it is there that we hear our gospel today, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths, right? Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding roads shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. What is meant to happen in this illuminative stage of conversion is the light of truth is meant to shine into every dark place in your life to show you that there's a better way to live. Every valley that you have fallen into of deep sin is meant to be filled with the mercy of God to lift you up especially when you feel like quitting. And every mountain and hill that makes things feel as if they are impossible are brought low just for you so you can believe and understand how much love the Father has for you by sending his son Jesus to save you and keep saving you. And St. Therese, our patroness, she teaches us that you don't have to climb up the mountain. Jesus comes down to bring you up. You just need to let go of whatever you're holding on to, whatever disorder, desire, whatever sin it is that makes you hide. You have to let go and you must trust, says St. Therese. And this letting go allows you to be raised up into the arms of Jesus. And St. Therese found that to be the best way because now she doesn't have to compete with the big saints. Her whole thing was just, pick me up. Pick me up. And the arms of Jesus would just pick her up. And that's the secret of her little way of just trusting there. And in in this illuminative stage, the person now acts to seek and gain good and holy friends because the ones that weigh them down are not healthy for them. And that might have been one of the hardest things that I had to do in my conversion was actually purging bad and toxic friendships. But in the midst of that, detachment. And in the midst of saying no to toxic friendships, there's a deep passion growing in the heart of the man or the woman who's now experiencing longer seasons in between habitual sins. So it's not like they fall all the time. It's spread out. They're not there yet. And one of the signs that one may be in the illuminative stage is the person's actually going, growing in the grace to say the words no, to say no to sin. And to say yes to Christ. And hopefully you said yes to the challenge last week. And if you didn't do that challenge, I just want to repeat it to you. Because a lot of us, what we need to purge from is, is our technology. Well, the challenge last week was to take an app, download an app that shows how much time you spend on your screen. And then actually to take a screenshot at the end of every night and send it to someone and be humble. Because a lot of the times... Our comfort is our technology, right? And we need to detach from that. But this week, I want to challenge you to look at your calendar before you end your semester here. And at least once, go out into the wilderness for an hour or two. Go with a group of friends and spend at least like 30 minutes looking at today's gospel, which comes from the gospel of Luke, chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And tell the Lord in prayer about These paths that you need him to make straight. Tell him about the mountains that feel as if they are too high. And you say, I just need to lower those, Lord. Or the valleys that feel like they're too low that he wants to fill. Talk to him about that. And for those of us who say, I pray but I don't hear God, then I really encourage you to know that we understand what God sounds like when we spend time with his word. And if you don't spend time with his word, there's a great invitation during the Advent season to spend more time with him in his word, and to talk to him heart to heart about all those places where you're hiding. He's not ashamed of you. So important to know that he is not ashamed of you. And it is there in the stillness, getting away from the noise of college campus, that he most likely wants to meet you and speak to you. And the last thing is, the beauty of the Catholic faith is that you don't have to hide anymore. At every Mass, Jesus comes to us in the Holy Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and it is he now that hides. So you don't have to. He hides behind the humble appearance of bread and wine that have now become his body and blood, so you don't have to hide anymore. The Incarnation happens every single Mass, right? Our God loves us so much, he doesn't want us to be afraid or ashamed. And that's the beauty of the Catholic faith. He loves you too much to leave you in hiding. So he hides so you can come to him. Take a moment of silence. to Ask the Lord for greater faith and peace in knowing that he loves us and that his love is all that will satisfy. And to ask for the grace to move from the purgative stage into the illuminative stage. And next week, we'll look at the unitive stage, which is deep, abiding union always with the Lord, which becomes, yes, Jesus, whatever you want. Yes, Jesus, whatever you want. And that's the invitation. That's a lo- the drawing of the love of Jesus in his sacred heart for each of us. So we pause, we pray, we reset, and we start over as we begin week two of Advent. Amen.